Podcast. My name is Dustin. I'm Lakeisha. And this week you have you are listening to episode 100. We made it. A hundred episodes of the Cold Beer and Cool Movie Podcast recorded here from our home in Portland, Oregon. Though I think we did record a couple of them not in Portland, but mostly here in Portland. But mostly here in Portland. And this week, a little bit different. Uh, we didn't see a movie. We're not reviewing any one movie. We thought we'd do something different, try to do something fun for episode 100. So what we did is that we are going to do movie and beer pairings. Yes. We've come up with five uh, distinct styles of beer and then a sixth wild card style. And we're going to pair uh, movies that we think would go well with them. Right. For whatever logic or reason that we came up with. And we've each picked a beer in that style right. to pair with a movie, like a specific beer. Yes. Okay. And then the sixth one, which is, a, again, a wild card, which is just who knows what we're going to pick, what beer we're just going to randomly pull out to pair with whatever. So yeah. that is episode 100. So you get to hear about six different movies. Right. Us, we assume. We, yeah. Well, we assume. We'll see how it goes. Okay. But like any other episode, we always are doing this while we each have a beer in hand. Never had before. And I believe you get to go first. So episode 100, what are you having? Okay. So I am drinking the Straight out of Portland IPA from Migration Brewing. Um, so Migration Brewing is... Um, Local, obviously, straight out of Portland. Um, but it's out in Gresham, so it's on the east side of Portland, kind of mm-hmm. like the Portland-Gresham border area. Um, this is pretty good. It's a 69 IBU uh, IPA, so it's not too hoppy. It's not the hoppiest thing I've ever had. Uh-huh. They describe it as tropical, bright, and juicy. And I would agree with all of these things. Yeah. Um, we are definitely heading into the fall season, mm-hmm. uh, and so this is kind of a nice beer to have. It kind of reminds me of summer, reminds me of this time last week being uh, excruciatingly hot. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, and when this nice kind of tropical citrusy um, IPA would be exactly what you would want to have. So uh, yeah, that's what I'm drinking. Okay. And for me, I am having from Culmination Brewing, which is also here in Portland, the This Time Tomorrow Stout. <laughs> okay. By This Time Tomorrow, Monday will be over and we'll be all be happier. <laughs> uh, Culmination Brewing, not a whole lot of information about it. They're on their website, the typical type of platitude or mission statement type thing. But what I did discover, interestingly, is that they have a podcast. The culmination brewing, um, where'd it go? The, the culmination back bar podcast. Oh, I have no, they're on SoundCloud for sure. And it looks like iTunes as well. Um, no idea how long it's been doing it, but there are several episodes listed on the website itself. So that's pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, this is 9.2% alcohol by volume. It is super dark yeah like just looking at it it ended up being a dark and stormy day so this feels appropriate perfectly appropriate perfectly appropriate i mean we just found out that there was a tornado warning 
you know, over in this part of the world, which never happens. Right. It's crazy. We're not supposed to have that in uh, Portland. No. Uh, and has, it says on the can, it's supposed to have flavor, like uh, the type of notes or flavors, I guess, coffee, almond, and chocolate. And Ooh. I can, uh, I feel I can taste all of them. Oh, really? It's, yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, I'm not a coffee drinker, but coffee-flavored things, for some reason, I kind of like. So, yeah, this is pretty good. Um, it doesn't have much of a smell to it, but it's like, tastes really... You, the flavor more than makes up for it not smelling like much of anything. Okay, nice. So, yeah, nice big dark beer on a dark and stormy night. Perfect. Is it the type of uh, beer, when we get to that type of beer, that I'm going to want to mix with ice cream? Maybe. Okay. Maybe. Cool. Yeah. All oh. right. With these in hand, mm-hmm. I think it's time for us to dive in yes. to our five beers or wild card. Yes. So for our styles of beer, we chose a log- lager, an IPA, Hefeweizen, stouts and porters slash porter. We mm-hmm. combine that into one category and then red, red ales. Right. And then the wild card. And then card. the wild card. Correct. So, yeah, I think we're each going to take turns picking which style we want to talk about first. Yes. So, I think I go first. You go first, yes. Okay. What are we, we going to start off with? Um, so, we're going to start off with the lager. Okay. Um, mostly because that was one of the easiest ones for me to do, okay. surprisingly. Mm-hmm. Um, especially given I, the fact that I'm not a huge... Uh, lager fan. <laughs> uh-huh. um, but way back in episode 25, yeah, we um, reviewed a series of lagers from Sudworks Brewing. Yeah. Oh, yes. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We um, That particular episode uh, was, I can't even remember what the episode, I think we were doing Star Trek? Into Darkness. That's what it was. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we were talking about uh, loggers because Sudworks Brewing down in Davis, California um, only does loggers. That's mm-hmm. their specialty. So I had the w- double, uh, the big dipple. It was a big uh, double India pale lager. Mm-hmm. So um, they were... They, their kind of tagline was redefining the American lager. I remember those guys. Yeah. yeah. And they had some great ones. Man, next time we're down in the area, we are going to mm. have to go back by and see what they got. So I really liked these uh, India Pale lager, lagers that we had down there. Yeah. And so when I think about this one, um, and they talked about the Big Dipple unleashing and unlocking the intergalactic greatness. Okay. You know, mm-hmm. um, when I think of that particular beer, I actually want to pair it with a movie we saw uh, that we reviewed earlier that year. I think it was like our fifth movie. Okay. Um, oh. You know what I'm talking about now, right? Are you talking about our most popular episode to date? Yes. <laughs> uh, surprisingly, episode seven is um, we did Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets. Yes. And um, for whatever reason, it is the most listened to podcast we have done. Yes. So I would pair... By a lot. Yeah, by a lot. Weirdly. The Big Dipple 
with Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets. Okay. And part of that is because um, I typically don't like loggers. Uh-huh. But, you know, this was a point where we revisited loggers. Yes. Um, and I really liked it. Mm-hmm. And uh, when we first saw Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets, we were not huge fans of it. No. Um, and so this podcast is interesting because neither of us are particularly thrilled with the movie. Yeah. But I re- I've revisited it a couple of times. Like it's been either on Netflix or Amazon Prime and I'm like, ah, whatever. I'm home alone and need a movie to watch. And uh. I sat down to watch it and I actually like it. Yeah. You know, so mm-hmm. it's something that when I revisited, I really liked so I would uh, so for that reason I pair the Big Dipple with Valerian and a City of a Thousand Planets for my logger. Okay, that's interesting. See, I was wondering. So I kind of was weird doing this because we don't know what what we picked, right. What, right? Our pairings are. So I was wondering, are what? It, so I always had like a secondary movie in mind in case we picked the same movie. Right. And this was really the only style of beer I was worried of that happening. Huh. And now I don't have to worry about that anymore. Okay. So here's the thing about loggers. If you don't know exactly what a logger is, um, a logger is it's it's the most commonly produced and uh, consumed beer, like I think in America. Okay. And that is because, um, like, uh, if you've had a Stella Artois, a Corona, a Foster's, and yes. A Budweiser, a Coors Light, a Miller. <laughs> All of those are types of loggers. According to Wikipedia, um, it's the most widely consumed and commercially available style of beer. And so, yeah, I don't like any of those. I, I don't even know if I've had a Stella, but all those other types of beers, I don't like. Those mass-produced American beers, mm-hmm. gross. <laughs> so, but, but, so I suggest if you're going to have a lager, go get one actually from Germany, where they know what they're doing. So, like, Polliner, a brewery has been on forever, the Polliner Original Munich Lager is crisp and delightful and very good. comes in a gold can or a gold-labeled bottle. That's what I'm choosing to pair. Okay. Also, lagers, because they're kind of light, although they do make dark lagers and, like, Craft places like the one you mentioned in Sacramento will make specialty, you know, mm-hmm. Dallas lagers. But if you're just having a, a typical straight up pale lager, that's a beer that you can, that's easy drinking, goes down easy. And what better movie to pair with that than Beer Fest? <laughs> I, of course. I saw this movie, I think, with my friend Brian in a second, like a McMinniman second run theater with beers in hand. And laughed our faces off. The Broken Lizard comedy troupe guys, I, their best, I think their best movie. Super Troopers is fine. I like it a lot too. Mm-hmm. But Beer Fest is great. Uh, it's just, it is, once you see, I remember seeing the trailer for it. It's like, I have in my mind, I know exactly what I want this comedy to be. And I went and saw it, and it was exactly what I wanted it to be. Okay. It is stupidly funny. Uh, but they know they're making something stupidly funny. And it's just such a good time. And it's a perfect time, perfect movie to, you know, knock back some easy drinking beers along with the stars of the of the movie. Okay. And uh, 
Also, I listened to a memoir written by Jay Chakrasenkar. I pronounced that wrong, but he's kind of the leader, the guy who put Broken Lizard together. And fascinating guy. Super interesting. He has a great story of when he finally got to, when he got to meet and smoke marijuana with Willie Nelson on his tour bus. I recommend listening to that book. It's so funny. Okay. But yeah, Beer Fest. Ha. You know, uh, I have never seen that movie in its really? entirety. Oh. No. You don't like it? No. Oh. I didn't like what I saw of it, so it's never caught my it's attention. Super fun. Okay. Sure. Okay, so I will pick our next style of, of beer. Yes. So I'll just go ahead and do, I don't know, let's do the Hefeweizen. Okay. The Hefeweizen, and I am positive we're not going to pick the same movie here. <laughs> no doubt in my mind. So I had trouble with the Hefeweizen. Okay. Because, you know, I haven't had one in a long time. It was a beer that I really liked when I first started getting into beer but Mm -hmm. now i haven't had one in forever it feels like and i didn't know really know what to do how what how to pick what to pair with it you know it's unfiltered you know so i was trying to think of something kind of visually that worked but i didn't really like that but then i saw on tv a commercial for portland's own widmere brothers brewing company and their beer is the uh they're they're known for the their hefeweizen Mm mm-hmm um, which just made me realize I don't want to pick that Hefeweizen. Um, Warsteiner. Warsteiner is another German brewery. They're Hefeweizen. Okay. I'm going to... Um, but it's the commercial that made me decide what to do. Because Hefe, their Widmere's Hefeweizen is the most popular craft beer in Oregon, apparently. Yeah. And, prim- and really popular at Timber's soccer games. Mm, okay. Right? So, and that was part of the commercial. You see a bunch of people at the match there. Hefeweizen in hand, lemon squeeze on it. And I was like, Hefeweizen, soccer, soccer movie. I'm going to pair this with Green Street Hooligans. Okay. Have you ever seen this movie? I have not. Starring Elijah Wood and Charlie Hoonam. It is, I've only ever seen it once. I got it off of Netflix back when Netflix would send you DVDs in the mail. I... Thought it's great, great movie. A little violent because <laughs> there's some soccer in it, but there's more guys punching each other over soccer. Is it is about Elijah Wood getting thrown out of his college in the states, visits his sister who lives in England now, gets buddied up with her brother-in-law who is a soccer hooligan, mm-hmm. and kind of finding his finding his like uh you know his his way as a man, you know, by kind of brawling in the bars and outside soccer stadiums and in, in around London. And uh, yeah, it gets a little dark at the end. I'm not going to lie. But the nice, bright, unfiltered, lemony taste of the Hefeweizen will get you through that, you know, a soccer beer for a soccer movie. Okay. So that's, that's what I went with. All right. Huh. Well, it's interesting that you started with Widmer Brothers Hefeweizen uh-huh. as your kind of starting point, um, because that's the beer. That's the beer that I'm gonna that I thought of, because the Widmer Hefeweizen was probably my like first. That was like my gateway beer. Sure, right. That's when totally... I really moved out of kind of 
not having a like really defining my taste. I don't want to say I didn't have taste like you know beer taste buds before that. It just I hadn't really found what I liked. Right. Um, and then I landed on the the Widmer Brew Brothers um, Hefeweizen, mm-hmm. and that was kind of like my first taste of craft beer. Um, and so I I loved that. That was like my go to beer. You know, with the lemon squeeze in it. Um, I think it's hilarious that now it's just called Hefe. Yeah, like, I don't like they've that. They changed the name. Yeah, I don't know why. Um, I do like though that they do um, specialty cans now, so they kind of have two. Mm-hmm. One is the Portland Timbers, mm-hmm. and it's green, right? And right. then, but they also have their silver one that has is got red and black stripes on it, and it's for the the Portland Trailblazers. Oh, okay. Um, so anyway, so what I like about the Hefe is that it is, um, I think it is the most popular beer in Oregon, I guess. Yeah. Um, and that makes sense, I think. I also feel like it's kind of underestimated. So like definitely as you start, you know, really getting into Northwest craft beers, it's easy to overlook the Hefe mm-hmm. and kind of, and underestimate it as being a solidly good beer, which it is. Um, especially on draft. Um, so I had to pair that with something that also was underestimated, okay. but solidly good, a solidly good movie. Uh-huh. Um, and that was Logan Lucky. Oh, okay. So I remember wanting to go see that movie, mm-hmm. but I didn't necessarily have, um, high hopes for it like i figured oh, it'll just be entertaining you know it's got actors that i like right um daniel craig is totally <laughs> against every type we've seen him in yes. so far uh-huh. um and so i and and i think i was we were still just coming off of star wars the force awakens mm-hmm. and so we have emo kylo ren um oh that's right he plays the brother yeah so he you know so like he's in it and you're like wait 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 i you know trying to reimagine right everything and then it's got channing tatum right. in it in a very different role yeah. you have magic mike right kylo ren and james bond playing some of the unsexiest lamest men committed to modern cinema Okay, I don't know that I would go with unsexiest, lamest, but they're definitely underestimated because you kind of think, true. you know, it's supposed to take place around race car, you NASCAR know, like race, a NASCAR yeah. race. Mm-hmm. Um, you definitely get the impression that this is going to be a heist gone wrong, mm-hmm. you know, that they are not the brightest bulbs in the pack. Um, but they, it turns out to be a super clever movie. So you underestimate the the characters, mm-hmm. you underestimate the cleverness of the storyline. Right. But then when you sit down and watch it, it is solidly good. Yes. So. I believe we called it Redneck Ocean's Eleven. Yes. Yes. And, um, but anyway, so I just, I really like that movie. It's something um, that I have, I really feel like I would watch that over and over and over again. It would be mm. another movie that would be a go-to for me. Um, so anyway, just like the Hefe was. Okay. So. All right. Well, our next style. Okay. Uh, next style, I am going to pick the Porter Stout category. Okay. So, um, as we know, 
I do not drink a lot of porters and stouts. Mm-hmm. Um, it isn't really hoppy enough for me. Um, I do like um, a good like milk stout or peanut butter milk stout. Right. Mostly because if you pair those with ice cream, it's amazing. So um, I chose the Belching Beaver peanut butter milk stout. Yeah. I've mixed that with vanilla ice cream before. It is a wonderful milkshake. I highly recommend it. Uh, and so when I was thinking about what do you watch your boozy milkshake, oh, you know, sure. what are you going to sit down and eat your ice cream uh, with peanut butter uh, and chocolate? Honestly, this is going to be unexpected. Okay. I thought of the Harry Potter movies. Oh, okay. You know, mm-hmm. that that would be something that I would sit down and do. Um you know, mix it, stir up my ice cream with with Belching Beaver mm-hmm. and uh, slowly but surely eat my ice cream while enjoying a good Harry Potter movie. And I I would say any of the first four okay. is what I would pair with with this. All right. So Okay. So for me this was a little tougher because I I trade in the in the darker beers. You do, yes. Um, interestingly um, I was like, I was like, you know what? What is the difference between a porter and a stout? And uh, according to the internet, the only main difference many brewers still agree on is the kind of malt that should be used for each. And oh, that is it. Interesting. But much like tonight, like I said, this beer I'm having tonight is a stout, and it's dark and stormy out. I feel like there are beers for cold weather slash bad weather, right? So if I'm going to be staying inside, so when I think of a stout, a good stout, particularly if it's a barrel-aged stout, you know, it's it warms you up. You feel <laughs> it warm. So I want to watch something that it makes me think of the cold, you know. So I want to watch something that this is going to help keep me warm through. Okay. So I think of cold, maybe a little dark. I pair... Uh, Epic's Big Bad Baptist Stout, if I were to pick one, um, with John Carpenter's The Thing. Oh. The remake of The Thing from Another World, which was based on a book that I can't remember the title of. Uh, This movie takes place entirely in Antarctica. It is nothing but snow and ice and darkness and Mm -hmm. cold and a menacing, shape-changing alien. And it, the movie itself ends pretty darkly to match the color of the beer. Uh, it is a great special effects movie, even now. I mean, made in the 80s, uh, it was critically slaughtered back in the day. Like, it came out the same year as E.T., mm-hmm. and everyone was like, E.T., friendly aliens are great. And then, you know, the thing came out. It was like, this is a piece of garbage. Nobody well. wants this. But now... Many years later, it's kind of considered a bit of a classic, a sci-fi classic, and especially because of the effects, which are still incredibly done. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, anytime watching Kurt Russell and all the other guys on that base in their coats fighting the elements and a shape-changing alien, give me a good hearty dark stout okay. for that movie. Nice. Mm. Okay, next one. We will go down to uh, the Red Ale. Okay. The Red Ale. This was tough because don't drink a lot of reds. Mm-hmm. The red is the style of beer to where 
I think to myself, I see one, like if we're out having dinner, oh, they have a red, I like a good red ale. And then I try it and I'm like, but not this one. Yeah, but I don't like a good red, or I don't like a red ale. <laughs> I like a good red ale, but they're hard to find. Right. There's a lot of middling to not very good red ales, I feel. Um, but to me, if it's get a good one, it feels kind of, tastes, I should say, kind of earthy mm-hmm. and oaky. So it makes me think of the forest, the trees. It's also kind of descended more, it's a little, I feel a little closer still to European style beers. Okay. Um, so I'm going to pair it with a movie that makes you want to go to the trees. <laughs> Much like one character famously shouts in the oh. movie Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. That is awesome that you selected that movie. I see. I love the Robin Hood legend. Uh huh. Me an, too. The animated Robin Disney Robin Hood with the foxes. It was like my favorite when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And I can remember it was. I think it was in junior high or maybe a freshman in high school when this movie was coming out. And I remember seeing the trailer for it. And Kevin Costner was like the height of his Kevin Costner powers, and was like right. the most popular actor in the world. And I could not wait to see that movie. I was super hyped to see it. Uh, I didn't care about him not having an English accent. Mm-hmm. You know what? It's a damn good movie. It is. I think I I don't know if I don't know what the reputation of it is anymore. If people kind of maybe turn their nose up at it or think it's not or whatever, but I still think it's a very good, very fun adventure movie. Mm-hmm. And and yeah, so give me a red ale that makes me think of you know climbing trees and shooting arrows, getting back right. to one with nature. And ripping off the man. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> See, the thing is, this this whole thing got very close to me just being like mostly horror movie picks. Because ah. it was either I went this way with the red ale or I went evil dead because red ale's in, you know, red and blood. Right. Oh, okay. So. Yeah. But I decided to go a different direction. I have very fond memories of that movie. Me I like too. It a, I liked it a lot back in the day. And mm-hmm. so, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, Morgan Freeman's in it. Yes, he was great. Um, You've got the ever-amazing Alan Rickman playing such a great villain. the sheriff of Nottingham. I know. He's going to cut your heart out with With a a spoon. Why a spoon, cousin? Because it'll hurt more. It's dull, you idiot. (laughs) And cancel Christmas. Right. It's so good. Uh, But anyway, so I love that you picked that movie because I also really like that movie. Mm -hmm. If, If you are looking for... A updated Robin Hood. Um, we have not. We actually haven't seen the Robin Hood that has Taron oh, um, oh, Egerton A-10 in and it. Jamie Fox. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> not that. I feel like it's it's something at some point in time we have to see in review. Yeah. Well, Just you know us. what? There's not a lot coming out in theaters that I'm super hyped about. Right. Maybe over the next couple of weeks. So. Uh, but if you are looking for a really good book, a Robin Hood series, oh, okay. um, I highly recommend the series by Angus Donald. Mm-hmm. Um, it starts, the book is called Outlaw, the first in the series. And there's like seven or eight of these books. Yeah. Um, and I, I really like them because Robin Hood in this is very much, you know, um, in the moral gray area, you know, as mm-hmm. it were in terms of. He is, he has a plan. Um, he is a thief. Um, you know, it, it's not as though he is, 
you know, he has a reason for why he's doing what he's doing. And there mm-hmm. is kind of, you know, his um, counterpart, part, you know, the sheriff of Nottingham. And there's a reason that they don't like each other. Um, but it's re- it is quite good. And it's told from the perspective of of a of a young man who joins the merry band of thieves okay. of Robin Hood and yeah. per- proceeds to be his friend uh-huh. and follow him through his adventures. Yeah. But anyway, so just because you brought that up, Angus Donnell has a great series on Robin Hood. Okay. Well, let's go down this digression a little bit more because I want to mention that I liked Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves so much. I read the novelization. Oh. And I remember, I mean, it's been forever ago, but I remember quite enjoying the book. Huh. I remember there being some little flourishes in the book that weren't in the movie that I quite, in, I don't remember what they are, but I just, in my mind, they were there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, if we're going to keep going down that. <laughs> okay. This is where we talk about uh, excellent Robin Hood renditions. And I would have to say that, that this was my first introduction to British television was the oh. Robin Hood series um, that the BBC did. I didn't like that. I Well, I did only for the first like season or two. And then mm. like they kill off... Um, who is it? The sheriff? No, they kill off Maid Marian really early on. Wow. And you're kind of like, whoa, whoa, whoa. The Robin Hood myth has got to have yeah. right. Robin and Friar Tuck and Will Scarlet and made Marion. Yep. And Little you know, John and Little yeah. John and Guy of Gisborne and all that stuff. But um that was my first introduction to how good British television series could be. Mm-hmm. Especially when and I think this is when they learned that it is entirely acceptable to say we are only going to do X number of seasons of a show and then we're done. Whether like, and you know, and they're oh, almost yeah. always great, you know? So I well, not almost always, but the ones that I, the ones that I've watched, whatever. Um, but they, the really, really popular ones do, you know, like you get to season three and you're like, Oh, this could keep going forever. And they're like, no, we're all done. Yeah. We're just going to yep. stop now. Um, so this only actually ran, um, the series on TV only ran for three seasons, but they kill off Maid Marian very, very early. And that mm. was the weird piece where I was like, I don't like that. Yeah, that made no sense. But it's where I first met Richard Armitage. Oh, okay. Right? Yep. He's Guy of Gisborne. Oh. Um, so, anyway. Anyway. Wow. Red Ale. We went really far off yeah. topic there, didn't we? Went down a little rabbit hole. Per- yes, but that's okay. Uh, okay, so it's my turn to do a red ale. Yes. So my red ale oh, I is... Didn't, I didn't say what brand, type of red ale. You, you're right, you didn't. But I want to hear what you say. Because okay. I feel we might have doubled up here. So um, I also really want to like red ales. Mm-hmm. Like I, I distinctly recall that I think Fat Tire Amber Ale was also early in my palate yeah. of reds. Yep. But then as I developed my kind of IPA love, yes. um, I really became disappointed in reds because I wanted a nice hoppy red. Yeah. And so to that end, I'm always looking for a really good India red ale. Mm-hmm. Um, so my, and my kind of favorite fallback, I need a good hoppy beer. Um, I always fall back onto uh, Ninkazi Brewing's Donna the Red. Ah, yes. 
right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's kind of that. That's my go-to. I love it. I think it's great. Um, I, I there's been several other red ales that have become close to it. Uh, I believe Cold Fire out of Eugene has the uh, St. James IRA, yes. which is really good it's as well. Good. But uh, Ninkazi's Dawn of the Red is kind of like that's my go-to. Mm-hmm. So. Um, I like it. It is bold. It is, um, it's, it's, it's really hoppy. Yep. <laughs> so like you, it's not for the faint of heart. Uh, so when I thought of that movie, uh, the, probably the second movie I thought of was Atomic Blonde. Oh, interesting. So, um, I know Atomic Blonde for a red ale. A red ale named after a George Romero zombie movie. Yes, I know that. But I wasn't going to go with the zombie movie. Mm. So, um, so yeah. No, I I think Atomic Blonde with Charlize Theron was, was also a really bold movie. It was mm-hmm. unapologetic. It was totally kick-ass. And um, so I think it needs a beer that matches that. Okay. So I would go with that. Nankazi's yeah. Donna the Red. Right. That's good. Uh, for my red ale, I am going to pick, even though it does not exist in our part of uh, the country anymore, from Fathead Brewing, the oh, Rocket Man Red. That was so that good. That was a really good one. That was a really, really good, good one. Agreed. All right. So what are we doing next? I think we're down to just the last couple. Yeah. It is our IPA or our wild card. Yes. Um, and I have to say, so of all of the categories... The IPA was the hardest. I would agree. And it it really comes down to the fact that I drink a lot of IPAs, and I have several that I really like. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't decide like what was the what was the the right IPA right to talk about today. Um, so probably overthinking it quite a bit. Yeah. But at multiple times, I had to select between the Widmer Brothers Upheaval IPA, mm-hmm. which I really like. Uh, Ninkazi did a limited edition. Uh, it's called First Rule IPA. Oh, I remember that, yes. Which we first discovered yeah. at, at a, a Comic-Con. At Rose City Comic-Con. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so ultimately, I landed on probably my most recent favorite IPA. Okay. Which is also unfor- unfortunately a seasonal release. So I'm not I'm never going to have it again. Uh-huh. Which is the Heart and Science IPA from oh, Ninkazi. Also from Ninkazi, yeah. Um it is also just a really bright and juicy hoppy IPA that I mm-hmm. really enjoy. Um and I just it makes me happy because I love science. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so this idea of melding uh, the idea that uh, a really good beer is um, is about the the science of brewing, but also about the heart of the brewer mm-hmm. and finding that right combination of flavors. So that just made me happy. And right. when, then when I was like, well, what kind of movie would go with it? I had to go with another movie that made me really happy because it just was... Um, by far, it, I mean, it was such a good movie with mm. such great messages and so important to me. And that's Wonder Woman. Oh, okay. You were totally thinking I was going to say something else? Yes. Oh. Because of heart and science, I thought, and now the name just left my brain. NASA, Kevin Costner, uh, the African-American women. Oh, you thought we were going to go with... um. 
I know exactly what you're talking about. Now I can't think of it either. You totally took it on my brain with Katherine Johnson as the... Octavia Spencer. Yeah. Yep. I know what you're talking about. Can't think of it. Loved that movie. Yeah. Um, and that would have been a great pairing. But the reason I chose Wonder Woman is that uh, that was my favorite first kind of superheroine uh-huh. growing up as a kid. Uh, when that movie came out, that was our first podcast, it by the was, way. It was, yes. Um, that movie was, I was so nervous because were they going to ruin it? Mm-hmm. Um, and they they didn't. They did a great movie yep. with a strong female character. We got to see uh, Themyscira be mm, full beautiful. of ama- an amazing variety of strong women of different shapes and sizes and colors and accents. And it was wonderful. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. So I had to go with that. But okay. but your the movie that you're talking about with Katherine Johnson um, being Hidden. the primary character. Play, Hidden figures. Hidden figures. Also would have been a great movie because uh, to pair with it because I love that movie. Yeah. I love that movie too. That was also, I think, a really important movie. Yeah. I agree with that wholeheartedly yeah i also found this being the most difficult for similar reasons Mm -hmm. because it's the style of beer that we both enjoy the most it's what we have the most often it's i was like i realized this is essentially our default beer yeah so what do you choose from your default to pair with your default beer right because you know all these other styles are very distinct and you can find some sort of logic to pair it but when this is what you have all the time. All the time. What do you do? And we have so many, especially here in the Northwest, there are so many different IPAs made all the time. What do you choose? I mean, so it was tough. And I eventually just got super simple with it. So I'm going with one of my favorite IPAs. It's always, you know, if it's up on a tap list, I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to screw around. Just give me. The Sticky Hands, double I, IPA. I knew you were going From there. Block 15 Brewing. Now, you mentioned that uh, your IPA, Heart and Science, is juicy. Mm-hmm. And some IPAs are. Some IPAs aren't. Um, and this isn't. No. The Sticky Hands IPA is not juicy at all. It is sharp. It is bitter. It is a slap across the tongue. Smacks you in the face. 100 IBUs, I believe, straight up. It is really good. And so I decided, let's pair that punch of bitterness with a movie to which every punch sounds like a thunderclap. Also, I just said, ultimately I went, I want to pair my favorite type of beer with one of my favorite movies ever. Double IPA, Sticky Hands, paired with Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, okay, of course. So you can sit back with your big hoppy beer and cheer on Indiana Jones and take a a sip anytime he punches a Nazi or a Nazi punches him because they happen pretty equally. Right. And it's just a, both things are just a great ride. Uh, I love that movie so much. And if I'm going to rewatch one of my, one of the best movies of all time, why wouldn't I watch it with one of my favorite beers ever? So that's what I went with. Awesome. Okay. And now. It's the wild the card. The wild card. So for my wild card beer, and this ended up being very simple once I came up with what beer I wanted to do. As soon as I thought of, oh, that would be funny to do, I immediately thought of what movie to pair it with. 
I am pairing the arrogant bastard ale. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh huh. Used to be from Stone Brewing. They branched off, and now Arrogant Bastard is its own brewery. It is just an ale. It's not an IPA. An ale. I think they might even call it just a strong ale. It has a great devil demon logo. Mm-hmm. It says right on the can, "You're not worthy." Eh. It is also a favorite of mine. Not just, it also, I, think, I like the taste. I like the, the design of the logo. The thing about how it tells you that you're not worthy is hilarious. Mm-hmm. So, and with that kind of arrogance and ego, and yet it's still pretty awesome, I paired it with, I am pairing it with Iron Man. Ah, of because course. who else's favorite arrogant bastard would you pair it with than Tony Stark? Of course. Who also believes nobody else is worthy. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> at least at the start. I mean, a guy, like as we saw in uh, Spider-Man Far From Home, came up with an acronym that said, Even Dead, I'm the Hero. Right. That spelled out that. So, I mean, I think it works perfectly. It's a great, strong beer for a great, strong character. Both a little bit of an asshole. <laughs> But lovable. But lovable, all the same. It's Comic-Con week here in Portland. Rose City Comic-Con's this week, so I'll end it with a comic book movie. That's what I went with for my wild card. Okay. Man, you should probably should have ended this podcast uh, with that, because I now I have to follow that up. Um, so my wild card was also actually a pretty easy choice. Okay. Um, because, again, it was one of those beers that... I was like, oh, I just love that beer. Mm-hmm. Um, it is. It was also a seasonal release. You and I both really liked it, and then, um, and then of course it went away, and we were both disappointed. Um, and it is from Ten Barrel, and it is the Black Pearl. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yes. right. They were sur- so we go to a lot of Portland Trailblazers basketball games. And it was a highlight at whatever season that was. At the end of that season, it suddenly showed up on the tap list. And right. man, that was great. That was pretty much all we had from that point on. The end of that season was the Black Black Pearl IPA, IPA season. Yeah. Um, it was really good. It, yes. was, um, it was bold, I felt. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was unexpected. And then I thought... Gosh, what does the Black Pearl pair with? Well. Of course, it can only pair with Pirates of the Caribbean, of the Curse of the Black, Black Pearl. Pearl. Right? Right. Um, and I had to go with the first one because the Pirates of the Caribbean movies kind of went off the rails a little bit. Kind of. <laughs> so, um, but the first one is, is fantastic. You go back, uh-huh. you watch it. Um, Johnny Depp's character of Captain Jack Sparrow is completely like it's a very refreshing character. Uh huh. You know, it got a you know by the time you get to wherever the most recent one was, um, I don't know, Pirates Six or whatever. Um, <laughs> you know, you kind of felt a little bit like I don't know, a little tired. Yes. With with of, Jack Sparrow, okay. yes, but in the and and he gets progressively um, kind of Stupider. neurotic and yeah, um, even a little crazy mm-hmm. by the time you get to the fourth or fifth one. But in the first one, 
you definitely get much more of this carefree, uh, clever pirate. You know, he does a ton of things that are super clever. And uh, there is there right near the beginning when he steals um, one of the ships from the fleet, from the Commodore's fleet. Mm -hmm. You know, you have the Commodore's second looking, saying, that there is the cleverest pirate I have ever seen. Yes. And that encapsulates Captain Jack Sparrow. And then as you go into the future ones, he's, you know, definitely a little bit more neurotic and crazy, which is disappointing. Oh, man. Because that first iteration is wonderful. Yes. You know, him teaching... Um, Will's, uh, what is his last name? I can't believe it. Bootstraps Bill. Will Turner, right. Um, Will Turner, you know, that you can accept that your father was a pirate and And a good good man. man. Or you can't. Mm -hmm. Um, and just, he's really teaching some significant life lessons. Yeah. Um, in a very carefree manner. He just wants to live free. Yeah. And I just think that movie, that movie is the best of the series. Oh, by far. Um, it was groundbreaking when it came out. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and of course, you have to pair it with the Black Pearl IPA. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, I mean, you, I mean, I'm pretty sure we talked a lot of those exact same points on our podcast about. I know. Uh, about that movie. Uh, yeah, I, anytime that first movie comes on and I watch it, it just makes me feel a little sad because I know it also comes after the fact. Yeah. You know, just think, just think about it. Johnny Depp was nominated for an Oscar for that performance of Jack Sparrow in that first movie. Mm -hmm. And then think about what that character becomes later. You're just like, what happened? I know. I know. Man. But that's interesting. So it it brings me, that actually brings up a, a question Okay. Ask it because that movie was also something I almost considered for one of my other categories. The arrogant bastard. No, oh. I considered it for an IPA because IPAs were brewed to be stronger so that they could mm-hmm. survive long voyages across the sea back when, like England, you know, colonized India and all that. Right. So I figured that would be a good connection. Do you have any other uh, movies that you almost went with? Oh my gosh, yeah. And your other categories that you want to share. Hmm. I mean, yes, for sure. Uh-huh. Um, so my I would say the I almost for the Black Pearl decided I needed to go with Black Panther. Okay. Just because again, it was something that came out of um that was surprising, that was really good. Yeah. Um, and what you know, in that case I would have said that um, Black Panther was really a pearl um, in an oyster. Like we were, I think you and I both were really nervous mm-hmm. about whether or not that was going to be a really good movie. Um, it it was, I think, the biggest first step in a new in their what phase three was Black Panther. Uh, yes, and so, and it's the first time that they actually had um, a lead character, mm-hmm. right? That was not, you know, Iron Man, Thor, or Captain America. Mm -hmm. And so it was risky. I think Ant-Man had come out before that. Yes, it had. But you still had um, straight white males as your leads. Mm -hmm. And so this idea of moving to a black 
character um, from Africa, not even an African American character, right. was um, was I think seen by some as a risky move. And I think it was, well, I think it was seen by many as a risky move, but not all for the same reason. Yeah. I think there was a huge portion of the population that was desperately afraid that Marvel wasn't going to treat it well. Right. And that it was going to be full of stereotypes. And it wasn't. It was brilliant. Mm-hmm. So I, just because I, when I thought of the Black Pearl, I kind of went, oh, Pearl comes out of an oyster. It's something that is created um, in. Uh, like it's it's a once in a you don't get a ton of pearls out of oysters. Oftentimes you just get sand. Right. <laughs> you know it's it's almost like the diamond in a rough mm-hmm. type of thing, and that's what Black Panther was. Is it was something that came out um, and was was amazing and really good. Yeah, yeah. I almost I even I mentioned to this to you earlier before we started recording for Hefeweizen. Mm-hmm. I almost went with uh, the move, one of the movies I saw earlier this summer, Midsommar. Right. Because, um, which you didn't see. No. But like the that movie about uh, weird Swedish cult ritual murder. <laughs> uh, but like once the movie gets to Sweden, it's all very kind of hazy and trippily filmed. So I could like it, like the unfiltered Hefeweizen, if you hold it up to like the light it reminds me of how that movie is filmed, like the cinematography almost. Mm-hmm. So for that kind of hazy, trippy, kind of light filter, it, I almost went with Midsommar. Right. But uh, but ultimately, I was like, but I have, I talked about that a bunch already. Yeah. So um, I would say I almost for Dawn of the Red, mm-hmm. of course, it makes you think of Dawn of the Dead. Right. You know, in, in a zombie movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't watch a ton of zombie movies. Right. So, but I do watch them mm-hmm. occasionally. So when I, I almost went with um, Shaun of the Dead. Oh, sure. At, for my Dawn of the Red. Yeah. Uh, movie. But ultimately, when it came down to it, Shaun of the Dead is is really funny and um, more lighthearted, mm-hmm. whereas the Dawn of the Red Beer, I think, is is so bold mm-hmm. that I had to go with a movie yeah. that was as bold as it. Yeah. For the Red Ale, specifically, regardless of what type of Red Ale, I almost went with Evil Dead. Yeah. Specifically, though, the remake of Ooh. Evil Dead. So when that movie was coming out, I was really, I wanted to see it. I was, you know, hope it's good. Really hope it's good. And I actually read a couple of reviews before I went and saw it. And the one review I'll never forget, someone said that there's so much blood in this movie, the blood is almost a character in and of itself. <laughs> and I was like, can't wait. So I, of course, for that reason, I almost used it for my red ale. But then I was like, well, I'm already going to use the thing. I know mm-hmm. I'm going to use the thing for the stout i might use midsommar and then evil i mean why not just make it all horror movies right but i didn't want to do that so yeah i will say um there were a couple of times where i was tempted to put in a um a superhero movie since that is a genre we watch a lot a lot yeah um i i almost went with guardians of the galaxy Mm -hmm. for my lager just because i really feel like star lord is the guy that you would kick back and just have a a beer with and if he you know like a nice american lager is what i could have seen well, him chris drinking. pratt does beer commercials now right so yeah um so that was another option uh-huh 
But then for some, I just really tried to think of, of a beer and a movie pairing that was yeah. maybe out of the ordinary for me. Yeah. See, I thought because of lagers being the type of like Coors Light type of beers, I thought maybe you might pick Beer Fest because that seemed like a pretty obvious movie choice for it. So in my backup, should you have gone Beer Fest, was Maximum Overdrive. Did we see Maximum Overdrive? Have you not seen Maximum Overdrive? Maximum Overdrive, based off a Stephen King short story, directed by Stephen King himself. Oh, no. Back in the 80s when the man was totally fueled by beer and cocaine. (laughs) It is about machines come to life and vehicles chasing down human beings and trying to make them, like, keep them going and make them fuel them up. Start One of Emilio Estevez's first movies. Starring a big 18-wheeler with, like, a green goblin face on the front of the grill, which looked totally evil. And so it's totally a movie where you would just drink a ton of Pabst Blue Ribbons and turn up, and I'm not making this up, the all-ACDC soundtrack, which is probably the best part, if I'm honest. Yeah, Maximum Overdrive. Okay. I feel like you have to. We have to kind of end the podcast on that note because yes. I don't know where else you go with that. Okay then. Well, I think that'll be it. that'll be episode one hundred. I that was know. pretty fun. Yeah, I think so. Feel free to if you haven't seen any of those movies, check them out. Check them out. I I don't think we mentioned a movie that I haven't seen. Well, only Beer Fest. You, you saw part of Beer uh, Fest. Beer, part of Beer Fest and uh, Midsommar. Midsommar. I think uh, Green oh. Street Hooligans. Yes, yeah, haven't I haven't seen that. Yeah. So only three movies. Yep. So yeah, check them out. They're good. We said so. That's right. So next week, back to the usual episode. Well, sort of. For episode 101, uh-huh. um, I can't believe you forgot about this. So we have tickets to go see the Oregon Symphony. Mm. And they, uh, it's one of their uh, Night at the Movies. Yes, I remember this. So we will be going to see the movie uh, Empire Strikes Back with Oregon Symphony playing the soundtrack. Mm -hmm. So I don't feel, I don't think we've actually done that movie. I think we have. Uh Uh-oh. I am pretty sure we have. Oh, no. Yes. I was thinking that would be our movie. Let me see. Really quick. I, I don't know that we, we have. have. No, because I do know that we did Star Wars when we did when the last time the Oregon Symphony did this movie. Yes, but I thought we reviewed Empire Strikes Back before we saw um, before we saw the Last Jedi, since they were both the middle. Oh, the second, yeah, of a trilogy. Oh, gosh, I don't know. Let's see. Well, if we have. Then I guess we'll have to come up with something else. Because I was thinking that, um, or maybe, I don't know. Oh, we did. Yeah. December 3rd of 2017, right before. I was sure we had. Yeah. Rats. Okay. But because it is Comic Con week, you know, uh, when I decided on using pairing Iron Man, Mm -hmm. I thought about maybe that might be. Yeah, go back option. to the original. Since we've just we've seen Endgame, the end of this huge story that Marvel told mm-hmm. over ten years, so maybe we go back to the one that started it all. That'd be interesting. So that's a possibility. That's right, huh? 
Well, we'll have to talk or, this over. Or we revisit, or, or we do, or we indulge our apparent Robin Hood love. Right. With with a Robin Hood movie. That's that we could do that because we actually have not reviewed Robin Hood, the Prince, Prince of, of Thieves, Thieves. No. Or the most recent Robin Hood. Good. Robin Hood, <laughs> the Robin Hood with Jamie Foxx and Taron Egerton. Right. Oh, I don't know. Mm. We might have to save that for. I don't know. We'll talk. We'll you, figure it you'll out. You'll be surprised, Something audience. Like yes. But thanks, everybody, for uh, hanging with us through 100 episodes and listening to uh, this episode of the Cold Beer and Pool Movie Podcast. Uh, we are on SoundCloud and iTunes and other many other places where you find podcasts, and most recently on Spotify. Uh, email the podcast about any of the movies we talked about today or previously. Uh, our email address is ddkpodcasting at gmail.com. Suggest a movie for us to do in the future or a beer to try in the future. And uh, yeah, I think that'll do it for episode 100. All right. So until next week. Go see a movie. And thanks for listening.